When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, let's go. Let's go. If you got, don't tell us you've got somewhere to be. Because I would, I, would, I would probably just murder you <laughs> if you had somewhere to be tonight. Right, okay. Hello and thanks for downloading another episode of 20 Minute Tins. This week we're talking about breaking the up-and-coming fixtures, but mostly we're moaning about the transfer window. Thanks for listening. So the, the hoops came back from their holiday, looking refreshed. Those players must be absolutely gutted by the way it is. At the time of recording, still in, in the area we're recording, it's still about four inches of snow outside yeah. and they've just returned they co- from they Dubai. They come back from Dubai and whatever else. I, Get up them though. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, they're highly paid. Melly, did they look refreshed to you? Did it look like the the, the break done them good? Yeah, possibly. It's really hard to tell when you're up against breaking. Yeah, that, that, that was, was pretty pitiful. That was about as close to formality as a game will come. I don't expect we're going to spend much time talking about the game. It was like a hot knife through butter. I, I, I suppose we have to... We have to look at this game entirely through the prism that or a is, butter through hot yeah shit a butter through a hot knife <laughs> yes uh, so the breaking our best described in a tabloid sense as a struggling outfit yes they have got four points all season winless and four points if we assume that this is roughly at the halfway stage of their season they are probably going to end up with around seven and a half to eight points right oh. I'm no expert but <laughs> that's probably not to work on us yeah. 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 no expert but that's probably not going to be enough not only do I not know where Breakin are in their league don't know where Breakin is in Scotland no, apparently it's a city is it no, <laughs> I, no idea Melly talk us, talk us through the game talk us about the game well we'll go back to the starting lineup, and there was no shocks in it and I just had a look at it before the game and I was just like ugh <laughs> It's nothing really exciting. Are we getting, there, are we getting to this stage where, you know, you just, just want somebody new? To reiterate what we've always said on this podcast with regards to transfers, we are all unashamedly children when it comes to this <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. We all just want to see signings all the time, always big, exciting foreign names coming into the team. Well, what's your favourite ever transfer window? It's Mowbray's one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 11 <laughs> yeah. signings. That's what you want. Of course. It was just when you look at the team, there's a lot of injuries, to be fair, yeah. so it pretty much picks itself and then when we had Comper come in and then he's injured straight away just you just want to see something new and because it was absolutely Baltic <laughs> you needed something to keep you warm a, a very strong team at the very least yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean with good reason because they have had the break now there's no reason to be resting players so and they need competitive football yeah and I mean let's let's face it no all due respect to breaking but this game was really about getting the legs going again, getting some sort of competitive football. I know this is quite a drop below 
what we would expect is competitive domestic football, yeah. but it's also a step above a friendly because the game needs one. So it was really about getting the team back together and getting them firing all cylinders again. And that, sorry, man. you couldn't have asked for a more perfect game, could you? No. I mean, a team in the division, they're in the championship, but a team in the division below them would have put up a bigger fight. Hmm, because yeah. they've not been beaten in every game. Yeah, that's right. Breakin just look no confidence, lack of ability, and it was just ideal for Celtic just to get going straight away. As as the as the as we return over the next couple of weeks and we can discuss the fixtures, but they are gradually starting to pick up. Absolutely, no, they're getting harder and harder on the build up to Zenit, which will probably probably help us. You know, a tough tie here right after the back of the holiday. You know, so it could have been a nervy affair. It could have, but. Even from kickoff, they didn't even touch the ball. Well, literally from kickoff, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was, what was it, 48, 49, 50 even passes, yeah. and the ball was straight in the back of the net. I think, for, and a lot of people look at, examine these goals and look at the amount of passes. I, I think that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> look at all these passes. Two would have done it. <laughs> Just shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they looked woeful. They looked like they didn't have any ideas. It was just everybody behind the ball and one guy up front and hmm. a hopeful ball up to him. But Celtic just got the ball, patient as you like, waited and waited, made the breakthrough. And it, it was a good play from Sinclair, a good finish from Forrest. And you, at that time, you're thinking this could be anything Celtic want, but it was cruise control after that. It was great to see Sinclair. Um, I thought he was looking really good again. He was looking sharp. He was one that did seem to sort of improve with a break, but you can't really say that. Over. And he set up Forrest goal. Yeah, he set up Forrest first goal. And what I was alluding to there was great cutback for Forrest, who casually slotted that away. He scored similar goals to that quite recently, Forrest, that getting across to the, the near post and then cutting back on himself. The reason I laughed the, there, by the way, is because there was nothing casual no, about the way Forrest put no, that way. I was just about to come on. It's like, see if you go back and watch the highlights of this, watch that goal. James Forrest's right hand shoots directly above his head yeah. as he's playing the ball I can't understand <laughs> he's shooting with his right foot all his all his weight is yeah. on the left hand side and his hand is flailing above his head I, c- I can't understand how that man's body works at all it clearly works for him it shows what I know but I can't get my head around mm. how his arms work and then Melly Sinclair got the goal his own goal in the second yeah they try to play a bit of playing out from the back like Celtic I don't know what the guy that was, was doing play, it was insane stuff especially within the first 10 minutes see in fairness to Breakin that that was the only goal I would point out and say well that was ridiculous I mean the, you're trying to play like like Barcelona or Man City or something playing out from the back when yeah. it's completely unnecessary that was the only goal that was completely avoidable from their, it, their it was point of view schoolboy stuff yeah. and it was five-a-sides type stuff and the rest of McGregor the... nips in and yeah, and then the rest of Celtic's goals were all really nicely taken goals, especially the couple of headers in the second half, uh, and Cham and Boyati. And Cham's with that absolutely great header. Yeah. I think he started the move Edward put through Lustig and he crossed it. But the leap on Cham for that goal to arrow it downwards from there and instead of glancing Great ball in for Lustig, yeah. just held it right up. Held it right up. I think that was a couple of assists for, for Lustig. A couple of assists for Lustig, but again, it just reiterates the point that Cham should have started against Rangers because straight from the off here he was brilliant. He's he's got that wee relationship, that triangle with Tierney and Sinclair. That's where the first yeah. goal came from. And the three of them over on that left hand side can work it, get to the byline, cut back. Something we've seen a lot of last season, but we haven't seen as much of this season. So hopefully we can get that going now and that's us off and running. Without going over all ground on Cham, I would say that's got to be it now. He's got to be. Oh, he's got to be no other there. choice. There's not yeah. enough players. And I, yeah, and even even allowing for that, I wouldn't say 
right, he's got to play every single week. Because that's just simply how it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. work like that. No player is going to play every single game with the exception of Gordon. Tierney, Tierney and Brown have dropped out at various points, but they're going to start the majority of games. And Cham's not going to do that. But I would suggest that now is the time to start building the team around his strengths because it's exactly the way Rodgers wants to play. And and I'll touch on this later on, but we did spend money on him. Good oh, money yeah, on yeah. him and he deserves and should be in the first team. Edward, he did all right. He, he was hanging. He was getting a bit frustrated with not getting a goal, but mm. once he got the goal, yeah, I think it was a bit of relief. But he played well, done all right. I was quite surprised to see him start. But so was As Griffiths injured. Yes, but he should be back for during the week. Just didn't want to take a risk on him. But I wouldn't even be surprised if Dembele came in on Tuesday night because well, it was an easy enough game for Edward to play. So didn't play at all, of course, and no. that set set the social media as alive. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to take credit for this rumour here, but, you know, it has been niggling at the back of my mind as to why we saw Edward start a couple of weeks ago and I said I was just suspicious about this and the rumours kind of haven't ever gone away and that led to my suspicions and then Brendan Rodgers more or less came out after the game and fully said it that he thinks Dembele's head has been turned a wee bit by mm. all this talk of of moves. Or it looks like as we accepted an offer from Brighton and he's rejected the move, so... I, I heard that that is from one rumour that we accepted it but I don't know anything that's never came out really well, they've gone out and signed the striker now they've gone yeah. out and paid 14 odd million for a, for a new centre forward so I mean arguably I'm sure we'll come on to Celtic's transfer dealings or lack thereof uh, shortly but arguably the best things that are happening for Celtic just now are outside of Celtic i.e. Brighton signing a centre forward probably <laughs> dropping their interest in Dembele and Jose Mourinho has recently come out and started talking up Luke Shaw and started playing him. So yeah. hopefully that means they're going to give him a chance and not Tierney, who, if anyone from Man United is listening, is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the game was ultimately a bit of a canter, really. It was a it was a dead rubber. A dead rubber. A, a dead rubber. <laughs> and it was a 5-0 victory. But ultimately that was an abject failure to match the achievements of the 1985 team who beat 7-0 in the last mm. encounter between See, the two. Th- things are going backwards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> things are definitely going backwards. That team, the day, that day was Pat Bonner, Danny McGrain, Burns, Aitken, Tom McAdam, Peter Grant, David Proven, Paul McStay, Mo Johnson, Mother McLeod and Brian McClare. The scorers were Aitken with a penalty. We don't care what you tell us. So that's the winter break over. Back into the Thankfully, that was a slog. We're into our runner games now, Melee. Is it three games a week almost we've got in the run-up? Pretty much. I think there's one week in bet- before Zenit where we've no game, but it's back to what we're used to. Isn't right. it? And the games are getting gradually more difficult. We've got Thistle away, Hibs at home, Hearts home. Buddy, did you see that? Did you see their tie? The Hibs-Hearts game? Oh, no, I watched it, mate. It was brutal. It was, it was brutal, but it was a right ding-dong battle. Oh, and, and what I love is... It's like that Craig- old fun game we watched. Yeah. Scrapping yeah. everywhere. Craig Levine is a... He's a dick. <laughs> he's he's a he's he sounds like a geography teacher, right? Mm. Until someone comes near him, and then he had a right push at, the, at some Hibs player, and that's the second time that's happened. And when I saw that, I was just thinking, imagine that was Neil Lennon. Oh, God. I, th- that that would be front page news. So we're on to Hearts after that, which is a tough tie. Kelly away with the medical worker Steve Clark. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's on to Zenit. Before we do all this, we are in the midst of a transfer window. The revolving door transfer window, well, as it was... other clubs are in the midst of a transfer window. Yes, other <laughs> clubs are in the midst of a transfer window. Well, on that run of games, we have a look at those those fixtures and all of those teams, with the exception of maybe Thistle, are strengthening yeah. fairly impressively. I mean, the, some of the stuff Kelly are doing, Hearts, to have brought in Stephen Naismith, 
I mean, a lot of people seem to focus. Why did he join Rangers? <laughs> was the question of the week on Sports <laughs> last week. <laughs> and they really tried with that one. But for Hearts to sign a player like Stephen Naismith, a former international player, yeah. is quite quite an amazing piece of business, really. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, well, would he get near the Celtic team? But that's, that's not really the point. That's yeah. still a relatively massive signing. Oh, he likes a team. So oh, yeah, definitely. Really what, one, what my major gripe, since, since we're on it, I'll tell you. My, my major <laughs> gripe is that Celtic seem to... And Melly, you've you've made a point in the group chat today, which was valid. That Celtic seem to almost have a unique problem when it comes to signing players, or they claim to. And that problem is they can't seem to go out and just buy someone to go in the first team that isn't either a project or isn't you know needs work or anything like this. You know, I was looking through the team, and the only player we went out paid good money for who went directly into the first eleven is Sinclair. Everyone else is like a project or someone young or needs a hand or a loan or something. Even at that though, with Sinclair, I would put an asterisk next to his name in that his circumstances exactly. were, were very different to yes. how we painted mm. that because he was sort of in the Chris Sutton mould of a Celtic signing in that he was damaged goods in England really. You know, yeah. it was he was but going nowhere. Aye, that, well, that's, that's a consideration but as far as I'm concerned on the Celtic end looking at that team, you know, everyone we sign seems to really be a, a project when I don't really think that's what we need. In fact, I think we suffer from that. But that's that's a problem, but we either sign these projects, bring them on and sell them on, or we get guys like Sinclair or like Colotori maybe coming to the end of their career or with something to prove. It's very hard, but even when you think back to as far back as Martin O'Neill, Thompson, something to prove, Sutton, something uh, yeah, to prove. You know, We've never really signed MD26 that just goes straight no, in. No, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. If somebody's got something to prove, I don't mind why they come to Celtic. My point is that 26, 27, 25-year-old three, four million pound midfielder or striker, defender, that just goes straight into the team. We very rarely sign players that just go straight into the first 11 and I really think that's what we need. Now, looking across the water, you know, they're shopping in a different market, yeah. you know, Rangers, right? Albeit though, they're not spending as much money and they're paying less. So, you know, if ratios exist, we're paying five times as much for the transfer fees. Mm. We've got more money to spend on Rangers. It can't be that difficult for us to go out and just buy a player. I'm not happy with the way things have gone this window, but Rangers, near enough any decent player is going to improve their team. Yeah. Whereas for a guy to improve our team, a team that's only lost once in over a year and a half, you look, will we get better than Dembele? Highly unlikely. Will we get better than Sinclair? Highly unlikely. I'd like to replace Lustig, but as we've said before, 60-odd caps for Sweden international, how do you top that? It's very difficult to find players unless you get like Toure, like Sinclair, Luck, a manager they've worked with before, all these things are all come into place. And you're saying with four million midfielder that goes straight into the first team, Cham is a four million midfielder. That's what you get for four million now. It's not four million in the Premiership is Cham, a guy that's never even made an appearance. It's not <clears> like a Steve Sidwell, or that's just an example off the top of my head. You don't get guys like that anymore. The, the major problem Celtic face is that 25, 26, 27 year olds at four or five million pounds really don't exist to, to Celtic because to get to that age and still be completely undiscovered by a big club is is extremely yeah. rare. I, I think for someone to get to that age and still be in that bracket, because remember we're talking about quality here as well, you could easily go out and sign a 25, 26, 27 year old midfielder, but it's got to be someone who's going to come in and improve Celtic and that's extremely rare because 
we had Jan Vinegar Hesslink on this podcast, still available to the download <laughs> on iTunes. But he, he is now a scout for PSV and he was talking about how hard his job is because everyone is discovered by the age of about 13. So Celtic, Celtic could do what Rangers do and go out and sign okay players purely because they want to play for Celtic because they're Celtic fans. Mm. That's basically what Rangers are doing yeah. just now. They're taking yeah. advantage of the fact they're that... They're taking Rangers, on so many Huns. Yeah, they're taking on Huns because they're taking advantage of the fact that to some people, they're still a reasonably attractive club to play for. They yeah. just want to have played for Rangers, really, and they don't mind doing that to try to rebuild their career. Celtic can't do that because they're either not going to improve the team. I can't think of anyone who would just go in and improve Celtic that are a Celtic fan that's going to be of sufficient quality or isn't completely out of reach, like a James McCarthy or, or something like that. Or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a point. I've got one player who... He may not be good enough, but he provides cover for the left-hand side. And I really think we should just sign him. James McLean. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot put a price on that. You said it recently, you cannot put a no. price on that level of Hun Fury. Even and, uh, <laughs> that, that's all I need. Get him in. He might cost you four million pounds of what we would call money, right? Yeah. Real money. But what he would give you back is a hundred million pounds worth of Hun Fury. Yes. And, and that's, Hun that's Fury. All the fines yeah. you would collect in every time they came to Parkhead. It's worth it in Hun coin, in it? It's <laughs> worth it Hun coin. You would just rake it in. No, but, but you know... I, I would imagine he scores at Ibrox, <laughs> slides on his knees, reveals the tattoo. Blesses himself. Oh, <laughs> rifles into the crowd. <laughs> Bust into flames. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, Stephen, do you do you think we need to do more business transfer? My only concern is we need to back Brendan. Yeah, he's made it clear he wants players. He made you know we need to back him, but it's all quiet. Yeah, I'm not so concerned. With a lot of people are of the belief that Celtic don't need to make signings because they're going to win the league anyway, and you know I would I would agree with that. But that's not really what it's about. You you should always be looking to improve, always reaching the next stage. I'll pick the most. Extreme sounding example here. Real Madrid are the European champions right. and won the Spanish league. Now they didn't strengthen sufficiently in the summer and they've been caught. Not only caught, but they're well out of everything. They're well behind Barcelona in the league. Again, I know that's not going to happen to Celtic because they don't have a Barcelona in the league, but it just shows you what can happen to any club if they allow any any stagnation. That That is true. And Real Madrid were sort of in the same bracket as Celtic, not club-wise, but just that. Who could they have bought to improve their team? That was yeah, what they yeah. thought. They just brought in squad players to thicken out the squad, but they sold a lot of experienced squad mm. players and it just diluted the quality. See, like we've done before, see if you keep chipping away at the quality and selling your best players, you see it all over the world. At some point, it collapses. It happened with us. Look at Southampton just now. You can't keep chipping away at mm, quality. Yeah, yeah. You need to bring in quality. If we sell a guy for five million, you can't go out and then just say, we'll get a guy in at half a million. But we're absolutely awash with money because in the summer, we didn't really spend that much money. We committed all those funds to Patrick Roberts. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, but now we're into the January window. We've got Champions League money. We've got money that we didn't spend. We've got money that was presumably allotted for January. We've got the Van Dyke money. We, you know, Peter Law can't open his office because the carpet's all jammed up with £10 notes. <laughs> it's what we're, we're awash, and I just, I would be very, very disappointed. I'm just, I think I'm preempting my own disappointment here. I'd be very disappointed to see the transfer window close next week and us not having anybody um, because we need it. Yeah, I, and it's. And that's the bottom line. We need players. I should say it's not over yet. I know that the ball starts sort of picking up pace towards the end of the, the transfer mm. window, slamming shut, but it has been. 
sort of suspiciously quiet, really. I, I know people the, often put that down to the fact that you know no rumours come out of Celtic and it's absolutely fantastic. I hear this all the time. Mm. I see it online. Oh, it's great. No rumours. The press don't get a sniff. Press get loads of sniffs. The press knew all about Dembele. The press sure, know Armstrong, yeah. Armstrong. The press know almost everything. They don't hear about anything coming in. Yeah, it's a strange thing to do to give Celtic credit for a secret that, that no one yes. knows about because the, because you know another secret nobody knows about that panda that lives underneath the centre circle. No one knows about that. <laughs> it's such a well kept secret. I, I would liken it to a locked chest, like a treasure chest. Right on the inside of that treasure chest might be a load of transfer rumours. Oh, there might be nothing, but a lot of people are quite keen to look at the outside of that box and say, oh, well, look at all the rumours Celtic are keeping in there yeah. and no one's getting <laughs> yeah. to see them. Yeah. There might be nothing in there. Yeah. Schrodinger's rumours. Yes, that's a... Schrodinger's transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my worry. I mean, that is my worry. Just just sign somebody. I, I'm trying, I'm desperately trying to not be overly dramatic about this because we do need players and there's still, there's still time to get them in. But really obviously, them. Yeah, obviously the earlier the better. My main concern is that Brendan Rodgers seems a little bit, a, a little bit touchy about it. Yes, um, he's, he's very keen to avoid any questions about the team strengthening, and we've we've all heard all the Chris Commons stuff. For anyone unfamiliar with it, Chris Commons has questioned a couple of the a couple of the ah, signings. That was, no- so that was a nonsense. I don't really have a major problem with the sort of bones of what he said because he did just say that Comper on the surface of things is a strange signing because he doesn't really fit the normal Celtic mould. And, and he's sort of right, but that that completely dismisses the fact that that's exactly what Celtic needs. Yeah, yeah, a a player of that of that caliber. I think Chris Combs was just trying a wee bit too hard. Okay, so say my fantasy scenario exists, so we buy one starting eleven player. Where does he go? For me, it'd be number ten. For all I uh, mm. love Rogic, it's him again. He's back out training today, but from what Brendan said, he could be out till March. It's every season he's out. Yeah. For a great player like that, we go to rely on him, and when he's not there. We miss the creativity. We spoke about Roberts and how we drop a lot of points when he's not playing. So to have the two out, it's really more work ethic in the team more than chance creators. So we need that bit of magic. But it's just disappointing again. Can you ever remember a transfer window where you thought, perfect, you're never going to get yeah, that. Yeah. But the problem with Celtic, I find, is they get to a position like this where they've went unbeaten at the end of the season and they don't push on. They don't maybe try and push the boat out to say, Look, we know these players are good. We don't really need them, but see if we just got this guy in or these two players in, that would take us on to the next I, level. I think We'd the difference is in this position is, of strength. I would be in a different position if Brendan Rodgers came out and says, I don't need them, I don't expect mm. us to do anything. But quite opposite, he has come out, he's made it clear in these players, and he said, he said himself, he'd expect a bit of a, a revolving door. The revolving transfer window has sort of worked for people going out. We saw Liam Henderson leave. Off to Barry, it's a cracking move for him. Cracking, yeah. That strip was a cracker. Oh yeah, the one um, he posed in. I, I, I tried to go online buy it, unavailable. Uh, good move for him, but it's it's good to see him go away. I think he played in. Is that the second time he's played abroad, Melly Rosenberg? Yeah, that's right. Aye, for Rosenberg. I mean, no, then, Barry. I mean, I know they've fallen off a good bit now than Serie B now, but they're a decent sort of story club. Football yeah, team. I, mean, right, I, I think Donati played for yep, him. Donati yeah. played for Barry. So did uh, 90s legend Zvonimir Boban. Did <laughs> played a bit of Barry as well, yeah. One of my favourites as a child. Yeah. Um, and then we also saw Eric Sviatchenko leave to go back to FC Mirtialand. 
which is, I believe how that's pronounced. We've spoken quite a bit about yeah. Sviatchenko, but it has become relevant again in that a lot of people are saying because of Compers injury, it makes that look a bad move. Hmm. But I really yeah. can't see that because no, no correlation. He, They're he, so far apart. He's miles they? away from yeah. the team. Absolutely miles away from the team. Even if Comper hadn't signed at all, like take him completely yeah. out of the picture, Sviatchenko was going anyway. So Comper arriving doesn't affect it. He is. Arguably Celtic's seventh choice centre half. Even when they switch to a back three, he's absolutely nowhere near it. They'd much rather put yeah. Tierney or Lustig in there. He's behind Beton and Ayer and all these guys. He's long gone. These two players, I think uh, Sviatenko played against Rosenberg, did he? Yeah, he got injured against Liam Rosenberg, Henderson yeah. might have won appearance, so if you take that out of the squad, it's not really making a massive difference, no. is it? One, one player we were linked with that I was really excited about was Nevin Sub- Subotic. Is that how you pronounce that? From, oh, from Dortmund. From Dortmund. Yeah. Proper defender, proper footballer. That would be a coup if we could pull that one off. My question to that would be, why? No, why what? Why would he come? I would look at his injury record. Of just been a negative wonder, Nancy. A negative <laughs> Nancy, I know. But I, w- I would wonder what's wrong with him if he's 29 and willing to come. I think there's, this is, and I, I, I didn't touch on this earlier, but I genuinely believe there's there's a surplus of players out there that would, yeah, that, yeah, that would do a real job for us because, like you see, he's not getting a game and and we offer we offer a good place to come and play your football, you know. And I think we do offer that to a lot of players that maybe aren't playing. And I think he would be a terrific signing for us. I know and people I haven't asked that. I know people will be screaming at their phones right now at me saying, "Oh, we can offer him Champions League." We're talking about a guy who's played in the Champions League final. Yeah, and he's, yeah. he's won leagues in in with Borussia Dortmund. I hope so. he gets suitably dressed down for that comment because yeah. <laughs> Celtic have a lot to offer. Another player we've been linked with mainly was Franco De Santo. He used to play for Chelsea, Chelsea and Wigan. Don't don't see it. No, look nah, at his goal scoring ratio. It's one in five or something. Like that. Strikers that don't score don't do well. That's uh, one that of seems my... like just one of those lazy ones. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Joe Allen and all that that have been floating around Mate, for you years. Can you see that? That's all we've got to work with. <laughs> you can see that. <laughs> Musonda, Musonda. Yeah, that one. This refuses. one gets my little dingaling going. That one. <laughs> that one refuses to go away, and that is the most exciting of the ones we know about. He's my but boy. He's coming. He came off the bench for Chelsea at the weekend and set up a goal for Victor Moses. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be immediately in their plans, but I would look at it and think, again, just, mm, if he's on the verge of that first team. Uh, well, ah, uh, you're right. It's just that just seems to be a rumour that just doesn't go away. And, you know, there's certainly journalists out there where if you read a rumour in certain newspapers, for example, The Sun, and, and you know, any other, most of the tabloids, you read a rumour in there, you're not really going to believe it. But the journalist out there like Stephen McGowan, if he writes something, if it appears mm. in the Daily Mail, then you can trust there's probably something to it. And that Masonda one has appeared in the Daily Mail a couple of times. Actually, you've charmed me because <laughs> there go. I've I've realised that that kind of scales downwards because even though he's playing for Chelsea or played at the weekend and set up a goal, that, that would work out if a lesser club than Celtic, say, let's say Kilmarnock, were looking at taking Kouassi on loan. Yeah. He's played, he played against Brecon, so Kamala wouldn't look at that and say, well, that moves off, he's in that their first team. So I suppose Musonda, having played recently, is no no barrier. Tion Subotic, if that's, if that's what we're agreeing to pronounce mm-hmm. it on. Yeah. <laughs> a signing like that, again, that's one of those ones people would look at and say, oh, he's too old, why are you signing a guy like that, where he's got no sell-on value and all that kind of thing. But we, we talk quite a lot about Ayer and gaining experience and all that, and there's, there's three ways to do that with Ayer. There are just stick him in the first team now and just keep him in there, see how he gets on, yep. sink or swim. There's put him out on loan and let him gain experience that way. Or there's have him coming in out of the team, interchanging with guys like Comper and Subotic. Because as far as I'm concerned, 
There's no better place to be than playing alongside guys like that. He's going to learn a lot more doing that than he is from than, than playing for. All due respect. I feel like I keep saying all due respect here. There's only so you, many times you, you can you're say that. You say it before you say something really <laughs> offensive. With all due respect, I think you're a fat <laughs> There's only so many times you can say it before you come across as a patronising twat. But all due respect to Kilmarnock. And there it is. Yes. <laughs> Ayer is going to learn more even training with these guys than he is playing first team for Kilmarnock. Ayer's making it very difficult for me to stand by my, my position where I don't rate him. Hmm. It, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to embarrassingly climbed down from that perhaps. Well, we're, we were all a little tired and emotional after the Rangers game yeah. Let, let's face it but he, he, he came in he played against Breakin again and it's another clean sheet but again we have to look at it it's it, Breakin it do you think Celtic are struggling or stalling in this transfer window do you think they're struggling to find the players or do you think they're just taking their time do you think they're struggling to attract or are they struggling to find probably a bit of both I know that's a bit of world championships fence sitting for me there but I think for all the reasons we've previously discussed Tonight, it's difficult for for Celtic to get to get players in, players that are willing to come here, that are of the sufficient quality, that are going to improve the team. I, I believe Brendan Rodgers when he says he, the players will will come in, but I just I think it's more difficult than it is for you know let's pick a pick a name Man United yeah. or somebody oh, who to spend sixty million on on players. Celtic have got more money compared to Scotland, but they're, Celtic aren't looking at Scotland. They're looking at improving our European level, and those players are hard to come back. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think players will come in. I'd be very yeah. surprised if nobody came in. And like you say, I think it was you, Melly. It all happens at the end of the transfer window. Yeah, the longer the window goes on, we know Brendan Rodgers prefers to shop in England because that's mm. what he knows. It's a lot harder to get players out with that. But the longer the transfer window goes on, the more players English teams get in. And that means the more players fall down the pecking order. Yes. And then and we become the an option. Looking for moves. So we're still holding out hope for the transfer window. Definitely. But we, we, we are big wanes and we just hope that something had happened. And now. we're probably going to look silly in a couple of weeks' time when yeah. people are looking back on this podcast and go, what were you worried about? We've signed five players. Yeah. But we are we are hot off the press. We're doing it as, the, as it stands right now. What would it take for you two to be really mm. happy with this window? Like, what's really happy happy and then disappointed do you want us to do it on a scale of like smiley faces like really smiley security. (laughs) I'll tell you what would make me really happy two players of doesn't matter how much we pay for them of the ability of Encham two players of that ability now I was a wee bit harsh earlier on seeing when was last time we spent money on a player to go in the first team because I think we can all agree Cham should be in the first team so there's, there's nothing there so two players of that level would make me that would be an excellent window because you've got Comper as well I'm asking too much I've talked myself out of this <laughs> yeah you, you find yourself sort of acting spoiled when you start talking about Aye. these things like just just two players of the quality of our best player yeah. that would, would be yeah. ideal right, <laughs> like, you want, all I want is a, a creative midfielder who can do a bit of tackling but can also chip in with about 15 goals a season or you want Luka Modric <laughs> that's what you want no. Stephen what would make you happy world peace <laughs> no uh, no definitely I, I would say no more than two players let's not get silly about it we're yeah. not going to say like oh we need five players we're desperate here a you know couple I'd of take players one, I'd take one and a fit Paddy Roberts yeah there we go yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd settle for that I don't think we're asking too much Celtic but a good three or four million pound 25 to 27 year old guy of Champions League experience yeah, uh-huh. just one who's, of those. Not cup, who's not European Cup yes, tied one of, either. one of those looking forward we have uh, Patrick Thurston coming up in the league an away game this is bringing us slowly slowly picking up in quality Patrick Thistle they're starting to do a wee bit better than they were in recent weeks 
do you think they will pose any sort of threat? Did they, first of all, did they go on holiday? Yeah, probably. I don't think it'd be anywhere warm weather like us, but eh, oh, do you know who did go on holiday? Who? Derek McInnes. He was glowing at was the Oh, mahogany. Oh, oh, Jimmy Calder would eat your heart out. Fissel brought in a defender today from Bournemouth, I think, on loan, and Connor Salmon scored a double at the weekend, so by his standards, he is on fire. Oh, well, you know, everyone's looking for a target man now, so Connor Salmon might get oh, his call. Colin Cole's getting linked to a couple of championship clubs. Is he? Everybody's on, the, everybody's on the hunt for a target man just now. Connor Salmon's day might come. Um, difficulty increases again when we play Hibs on Saturday. Neil Lennon obviously going to have the team fired up because he loves getting a result anywhere. It'll be noticed to get a result. They were, they were really pretty poor against Hearts, Smelly. Yeah, they were all right up to the getting in that final third, but they're pretty toothless up front. I mean, Stokes has been punted out again. Simon Murray will go and wee purple patches and score, but they don't really have that, that guy up front, the focal point. So well, it's about time Neil Lennon was linked with Emil Heskey again. Yeah. Yeah. Is Emil yeah. Heskey still kicking a ball? Who knows? Who knows? But he's still linked <laughs> to Hibs continuously anyway. Although, we say they're toothless up front, but they, by far, have given Celtic the most baller domestically yeah. this season. They've got six goals well, against them. Hearts. Yeah, well, right, true. <laughs> but they've got six goals against them this season, and that's two two per game the last yeah. couple of times. Two two each draws and a 4-2 win for Celtic. So they are scoring against Celtic. And to be honest, that'll edge just close at the transfer window because that'll be the 27th that Saturday mm. and the, the, there'll be four days left to the transfer window so we might be able to see someone in. Well, this is perhaps John McGinn's last chance to fully impress and get his, get his move. But what about, what about John McGinn? And would you... I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I'm still. I'm still unsure. Aye. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not desperate for it. But I. I wouldn't be completely against it either. I, I would see... about the, it's a striking signing for me. A striking mm. was still Celtic manager. I think we would buy John McGinn. I can see his uses though. He's always up for it against Celtic. Whether he ups his game against Celtic more so than other teams, I don't see a lot of Hibs playing against anyone else. But he's, he's always reasonably impressive. He battles very well with Scott Brown. He, he, there's not many people in the league you can say that about. And he's he scored a couple of goals against Celtic this season. If it was put to me that Armstrong is going to leave in this window and we'll bring John McGinn in, I would be perfectly happy with that. To yeah, be perfectly yeah I, I, um, I would be happy with it, but I don't know how much of an improvement it would represent. Hmm. And another one was weird was Kenny McLean from Aberdeen. Did you see that? Really? <laughs> signed no, for Norwich. He signed for Norwich. I thought he meant loaned back to Aberdeen for the rest of the season. See, I thought he meant he'd been linked with Celtic there. I was about to throw <laughs> this table over. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but now, any other business on the podcast? No, just looking forward to the football being back and James McLean being signed. I thought that <laughs> I thought that Scotland manager debacle was pretty oh. pretty hilarious. But do you know what? I think maybe Scotland did try and do it properly and respectfully and went through all the right channels and all that Michael O'Neill done was use these rumours to f- better his position with the Irish FA. When you look at it, he's got a, was it a six-year contract I've, on the table from that? That's crazy. Aye, but four hundred and fifty grand a year or something for a team like that. I mean, Scotland probably can't match that. So he's a one-hit wonder. I don't think he would do it with Scotland anyway. You know, I think with I think that's a bullet dodge for Scotland because I think he's a one-hit wonder. Uh, it's like giving Lou Bega a five-year deal. <laughs> like <laughs> I think he'd be a good manager for Scotland. Oh, would have been a good manager for Scotland. Who does Scotland, who does Scotland look at now? I mean, Malky. But they're in a worse position now than they were a couple of weeks ago. If you think about it, because you know, even a couple of months ago, Steve Clark was available. Paul Lambert was available. Mm. Moyes. Moyes, yeah, and they've put all their eggs into Michael O'Neill's wee basket and he's said no. And he's thrown the basket right back at he's them. He's thrown the basket yeah. right back at them, so we're going to end up with Big Egg. <laughs> <laughs> and people stop supporting. Or, 
Uh. He's been he's come up a few times in this podcast recently. Check Young. He Jim Duffy. <laughs> Jim Duffy he wants. He said he wants Jim Duffy. Or failing that, Graham Soonis. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, as always, check I love it. How come Graham Soonis has got so much cachet that 20 years almost after he was a manager, he still oh, gets linked to jobs? A terrible manager at that. Terrible yeah. manager. Absolutely terrible manager. There's always Billy Davis. <laughs> if you want a Scotland manager that carries a knife, yeah. you can have him. Billy Davis now is... He's more of a managerial concept yeah, he's an than, idea. than a manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hasn't managed in God knows how long, but he still co- his name just pops up every so often. Walter Smith. Just all the old names yeah. are, are, are going to get uh, pulled out of the hat. EBT's everywhere. EBT's they? everywhere. Everyone that's ever had an EBT will be up for the Scotland job. Um, we have a job to do, and that is to pick a winner for the competition. There was a competition on this podcast that if you left us a review, your name would go into hat, we would pull it out, and you would get to join us in the podcast. We're doing that next week. So next week we have the podcast out on Tuesday-ish and I will draw the winner from the hat of the... Now this could really go wrong because if we get an absolute live wire on the, <laughs> on the podcast then that could ruin us all, this podcast we've created. But I um, look forward to that. Thanks for listening. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.